ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Welcome to an all-new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. Episode number 195. Jeff, how the hell are you doing? Man, it took us to 195 to finally, you know, get into Slamboree, but uh, that's all right. I'm doing good. You know, it's a, just a, I say it's a downtime right now, I feel like, in wrestling, but we still got some big shows coming up and things happening, and so, uh, but we still got a couple weeks, really, for the next couple, or, you know, it's, a, it's like a lull. It's weird, but we'll get there. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's funny when 195 episodes in, we do something for the first time, uh, right. but we've never covered a Slamboree match. I don't know if we've ever covered a match that Kevin Sullivan was in. Uh, we we have done one Nasty Boys match, and yeah. so we've we've at least done that. Yep, I bet you we've done probably I'll say eight Mick Foley matches. That's I was going to guess six or seven. Yeah, at least. Yeah, so quite a few. Um, this will be fun. I'm looking forward to this one. You picked it, so uh, tell us why you picked it. It's supposed to be a brutal one. And so from everything I've kind of read and checked out that um, that's kind of what it's going to live up to. It's uh, fairly high rated as well, too, for uh, on a kind of a, I say, a mediocre card as well. And so it's just one of those that kind of stood out. It's a little bit of an anniversary as well here, too. And so um, almost at this point, 30 years ago, which is crazy. And so 29. But uh, yeah, just to kind of one, you know, kind of settle it, you know, kind of one of those where we always pick. Pick, you know, I, I pick big names. Like we try and have some matches that we know people are going to enjoy, but we know there's going to be some stinkers every once in a while too. But try and slate in, especially when we have this kind of downtime uh, in between, like big shows, some matches that uh, you know maybe you and I haven't seen, or it's been a while since we've discussed. And so uh, this is just one of those that's supposed to be. I always liked the Nasty Boys growing up too. I didn't, I don't, I did not remember them being as brutal as they were or are. But uh, yeah, we'll just watch it and see what happens. Dude, I'm 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 actually really looking forward to this one, man. So uh yeah, yeah let's get right into the build. Oh it's time for the build. So interestingly enough, Jeff, we are at the Philadelphia Civic Center, four thousand people in attendance. I'll get more into this, but um the tagline was Slamboree, a legends reunion. So we'll, we'll get into which legends were there, but um, kind of an interesting thing. I certainly don't remember this happening at all. So this is like, uh, as I was digging into this, all all new to me. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into um, you know, who was there and, and, and some of the stuff behind this show. But again, we're, we're in Philly and uh, dark match. Pretty wonderful. That was Paul Warndorf and Paul Roma defeating Brad and Brian Armstrong, who obviously we we know. Uh, first match, Steve Austin keeping his WCW United States Championship against Johnny B. Bad. So 
uh, a precursor to what we would see at the 1996 King of the Ring. Uh, they went 16 minutes. Terry Funk and Tolly Blanchard went to a double DQ in seven minutes. You know, like when you're sitting there, Jeff, and you're like booking this show, tell me what makes you go, God, we can't have, you know, Tolly lose clean. We, we can't have Terry lose clean. We, we got to do a double DQ in that. <laughs> like, why? Right. I, I just feel like these like promoters, like for so many years, just just never thought about like, Hey, maybe we're jerking around the fans a little bit. Like maybe we should give them like clean finishes, you know, or put a little thought into uh I mean WCW is famous for it. They just they had horrible finishes to their matches. I mean just they did it in 98. Terrible. They yep. you know, 98, 99 when they were making 50 million dollars of profit or whatever. They still yep. did it. Um Larry Sabisco is gonna defeat uh Steven Regal in eleven minutes. Dustin Rhodes is going to defeat Bunkhouse Buck in a bull rope match in 12 minutes. This guy's did a couple gimmick matches. Here's a good one for you. Ric Flair is going to defeat Barry Windham uh, in 13 minutes for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Then the semi-main event is the match we're covering. Um, not a long match, Jeff, but I'm guessing they just beat the shit out of each other for 10 minutes. Yep. So it's yep. going to be fun. <laughs> we like those. And then the main event, Sting defeated Vader. And that was for the vacant international world heavyweight championship so it's funny because we bitch about how many belts are in wrestling right now i i i think AEW is the first and and, and most egregious offender of that at least wwe's consolidated a bit right we haven't seen the 24 7 title we you know have consolidated world and tag titles at least for the time being man but like even in this i um standpoint here we okay so tag titles international u.s um world heavyweight then we there's a television title floating around somewhere may or may not have been a women's title i mean it's just it's just too many damn championships i think they even had trios championship at one point i, I it's just too much anyways that's the show storyline standpoint how do we get to this one yeah so this one uh, kind of a i say it had to change on the fly which we're used to when it comes to builds you know nowadays and things like that but you had the nasty boys actually coming back to wcw it was july 1993 they were being managed by missy hyatt at the time uh came back they defeated arn anderson and paul roma at fall brawl 1993 to become the tag champs they then lost those to the wonderful tag team of uh one mr uh marcus bagwell and two colored too cold Scorpio uh, before they won them back in Octo late October. Um, this is really the, the, I say not the culmination necessarily, but these guys did have a bunch of matches together. It was actually Cactus Jack and Max Payne. We've talked about this match or, you know, the, the matches or covered that match before where they've had as well too. And this, this feud, while it's Cactus and Kevin Sullivan, it was actually supposed to be Kevin Sullivan and his brother, Dave at the time. It's kind of a, couldn't do the character nowadays, but the, his dyslexic brother, Evad, you know, spelled Dave backwards, like just really weird. Oh. Um, but it legit got injured. Um, and so decided or Sullivan convinced Cactus Jack to be the one to team with him. Um, 
going back though at this point like kind of what foley and sullivan was doing so you know sullivan you know working with his brother had all kinds of uh him it was actually him and the nasty his brother and the nasty boys having a lot of house show matches like that was just kind of you know the your typical match was you had those tag teams kind of going at it with each other and so um and house shows and things like that not necessarily on tv but you know if you were going to a house show this was one of the matches that you were getting was these guys not with cactus but yeah so um Buffoli on this one, he was coming off his Halloween night or Halloween Havoc 1993 uh, Texas Death Match with Vader. Um, this was, of course, the weird one where he, you know, uh, spun the wheel. Uh, Harley Race involving getting involved with the stun gun as well, too. Um, it was because of how brutal it was. WCW really had to kind of change how they were promoting themselves at this point too. This was also, and this will come into play in the aftermath. Foley was also coming off of uh, losing his, uh, his ear on this one as well too. This was the, the famous match where he got tied up in the ropes. Um, his ear getting ripped off, really literally getting ripped off by Vader. Um, you know, Vader for the longest time said that, that wasn't what actually happened. And then of course now t- the passage of time, we, now know that's uh what has happened but he admitted it after kind of going back and watching the footage just kind of brutal and so um fully really coming off of those so he i i say was already at the standard of having brutal matches you know going back the nasty boys were having like known to be very stiff workers um we will see some of that as well too the, the match that we've covered with these guys it was very stiff as well too before and so I, I expect to see a lot of that in this match they're really not a ton uh of build other than you know i think it kind of maybe got a little screwed up because of the injury to dave um but either way like it's cactus and uh kevin sullivan taking on the nasty boys you Sometimes you know, we say it on the show. Sometimes you don't need more than that. Like, let's just put them in the ring and see what happens. And that's what we got. So here we go. I'm looking forward to this one, man. Yeah, short one. I, I, I'm expecting it to be real brutal, real fast. And we'll just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Nasty Boys, I feel like they're kind of an underappreciated entity in wrestling. You know, I mean, they were well, over. They were always over. Um, I would assume they sold some merchandise. Um, you know, I mean, they're just like a I, again, just kind of a I, again, a, a, kind of flew under the radar a little bit. I mean, they did great stuff in WWE. I think they did some cool stuff in WCW. Um, ah, just a just a fun team. So I'm looking forward to this yep. one. Uh, Slamboree 1994, we're at the two-hour and five-minute mark. Slamboree 1994, two-hour, five-minute mark. Jeff, are you ready? Let's do it. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. In the scariest section of New York City. At a combined rate Big-time heels. Bunch of swagger. I wonder, like, part of me too, because I remember really liking the Nasty Boys, not necessarily because of, like, the matches they were having, but because, like, the I like, oh, right into it, here we go. They have that elevated ramp. It looks like he tripped coming into the ring, <laughs> one of the Nasty Boys. This was the final time they ever did the elevated ramp. Okay. So this, too, I remember enjoying it because their gimmick was just 
It's just kind of crazy guys, which I enjoyed. It wasn't like the job of the 90s that were used to. You know, if you had a job, you could be a wrestler type thing. Um, it's just kind of they were crazy. So. Stand standing. Oh, this is great. Just, oh, okay. Oh. Sullivan's got a crotch. Believe it or not, before this show, WCW actually talked to ECW about getting involved in doing something together. Interesting. This is so right out of the gate here. We got weapons. Uh, we've got uh, we're, we're not in the ring at all. We're just kind of outside of the ring here. Yep. Terry Terry Funk was an ECW wrestler at the time. So oh, he wow. okay. lent, yep. he was lent to WCW for this show. Uh, Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton appeared on ECW's When Worlds Collide show. Got it. A little bit of trading there. Yep. So there you go. Uh, did not did not know that. Oh, okay. Fire extinguisher outside. So that is Jay with the dark hair and Brian with the blonde hair. And it's who is Sullivan right now. Sullivan, yep, trying to, looks like, oh my gosh, is he going to get it? Oh. Jeez. That was filled with trash, too. He's, like, dumping it out right now. That was an actual trash can. I could hear the glass and stuff breaking. Well, remember, 1994, like, WWF had not even broken a table before. Yeah. So this, like, they they never did anything like this. I mean, ECW was doing stuff like this. You've even had some WCW matches like this with, like, Cactus Jack involved. I expected the Nasties to be coming out a little stronger here, but they're they're kind of getting their asses kicked in this one, too. It's interesting, too. I don't know if you've noticed, like, they're fighting up the ramp, but they keep darkening the ramp entryway, so they have to, re like, turn the, light, the house light back on or the spotlight back on. Yeah. And so they weren't even prepared for where they were going to be going during this match, which is kind of funny. Nick Patrick wearing the, uh, oh, here we go. Flyers. Oh, big miss there. Big but he missed? The I thought, okay, I didn't even know if he hit him and missed. He like the second rope to the outside and missed it. I'm not sure if he missed or not. Those are real chairs. Those are gimmick chairs. Look at, look at the trash can. Oh. Kevin goes into these. God, just, and you can just tell how stiff it is. It's not like it is today where it looks a little more, you know, yeah. But he's throwing that trash can at him. Like he is not like he's not pulling back on it at all. Yep. Let me quickly run through the legends that were at this show. Um mm -hmm. kind of a crazy list, man. Ole Anderson. Um, I'm not gonna do them all, but just some of the bigger names. Uh Vern Ganya, Larry Henning, Killer Kowalski, Ernie Ladd, Wahoo McDaniel, Harley Race, Ray Stevens, Lou Fez, Mr. Wrestling Two. And then here's the other thing, Jeff. A, a handful of these guys were inducted into the WCW Hall of Fame. Interesting. Okay. Did you know there was a WCW Hall of Fame? I, yeah, I think I, we've discussed it once or twice, but not. I think I asked the same question at the time because nobody really remembers it. Yeah. 
Okay, I, I don't remember that. I don't even remember us discussing it. But this WCW Hall of Fame has 17 guys in it. Huh. Is it like actual notable people or like it went, it only or? went from 93 to 95, which is around the same time WWF came up with their Hall of Fame. Interesting. Okay. It's a lot of the names I just mentioned. I do want to point out here. So the, you, you said that, that was Nick Patrick. It's actually not Nick Patrick who's oh. refereeing this one. This was the uh, famous Philadelphia Flyer, uh, Dave Schultz. And so Dave the Hammer Schultz, oh. and I'm looking him up here, played um, 73 to 2004. And this was because in Philly, of course. And so you've got a, ref, a non-referee referee. Uh, calling this one, which especially to call this match uh, just because they wanted some cross promotion is uh, seems a little messed up, but okay. Well, I guess it's the one to do because you don't have to really do much. Yeah, so you got uh, who, they're setting up the table or a table way at the far end of the entrance ramp as well too. Um, that would have been uh, let's see here, you know, Brian getting that or no Jay getting that set up. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh boy, wasting no time. Jesus, and throwing him throwing oh, Mick right off the entrance ramp. What's going on? It's so dark, but he just threw him off the damn ring. Did he throw him through a table? Yeah, there was a table there. Yeah, oh, there it is. Couldn't even see it. It was so dark. What is that? Oh, it's one of yeah, the thank you, Tony. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, don't see that nowadays. That looked like a beer as well. It's slipping on the beer now after he used it to hit uh, Brian. Oh my gosh! Incredible! Using the broken table to suplex it. Sure. Me and Jesse's good on commentary. Yeah, Tony's good on this one too. Yeah, Jesse. I think you could put Jesse Ventura on Raw on Monday to do commentary, and it would be phenomenal. He's still out there. I see every once in a while he kind of pops up for one reason or another. Yeah, you know, like it. Look, he's he's been in the political arena, so obviously half half the people are gonna hate him. Um, no matter what he says. Even right. though he's kind of like Switzerland. He's like in the middle. I mean, you know, yeah. he's like he identifies with like one party or the other, but I think sometimes when you do that, you end up pissing both sides off. But um, yeah, he I mean he he's I don't know, he's Whatever. I, I he doesn't bother me. I, I think he has some pretty intelligent takes, but you know, he says things that aren't mainstream and you know, people go nuts. But um oh God, I, I think he'd be incredible on commentary. I mean, completely different than what you hear. But like, you know, someone to like call it like a sport and react the way he does, I mean, I, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's so much better than anything that you hear on television from either program now. I mean, it's just fire extinguisher going off. Is that what that was? Yep. I looked away for a second, then I saw the smoke. Yep. It's interesting with this WCW pay-per-view. I mean, they they inducted people 93 to 95 and just stopped. And it's like, why not? I mean, it's just such an easy thing to do, right? Like, you bring in a couple legends, you let them speak, like, maybe you sell some tickets. I just, I, you know, why, why wouldn't you have, have, you know, done something historical? Uh, right yeah during yeah that era i, I don't well, know. how did you feel about this year's wwe hall of fame you know now that they're doing it where it's just you know on peacock it's part of smackdown i think the expectations go down so i thought it was 
perfectly enjoyable. I mean, yep. would I have would I have paid a hundred dollars for a ticket to it? No, but they're not trying to do that now. Which makes uh, yeah, like so they I, don't I need that money. Fun. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a fun you know two hours. I thought uh, Conan's um, speech for Ray was off the charts, maybe the best induction speech ever. Yeah, um, we talked about that. Yeah, but it was. I mean, you know, it was it was it was very it was it was perfectly fine. Again, you're not you're not charging people $100, $200 for a damn ticket, so you know you can have a nice class. All right, bags on the top. Going up to the top. Big man up on the top rope there, fully laid out. Oh God, that was stiff. He pulled up. Ref not counting. Dave Schultz was down to make a count. Look at that. And Sags pushed Dave Schultz. He's got the hockey stick. He's got the hockey stick. And Schultz is. Oh, look at this. Schultz grabs a stick. That is Schultz's hockey stick. Getting the uh, the pop here from the hometown crowd. Yep. Well, he's laying into him. Those are those stiff. There's a cover. One, two, three. Whoa, okay. Quickest counts I've ever seen. I, I don't think I've ever seen a fast a faster count, even when people are trying to count. They might actually be fighting on the outside. Like, yeah, they're working stiff. Oh, yeah. It sags up immediately, though, and already beaten up on Foley. Bockwinkle's going to have to make a ruling on this one because I can't understand how a referee can come in and strike a participant with a hockey stick and then count him down. So good. Oh, man. Dude, I, I got to tell you, this was fantastic. Boy, they beat the hell out of you. They're still beating the hell out of each other. Like, he's cracking him with that hockey stick, too. I don't know if you, like, he's. Oh, oh whoa. And that was an encore. I don't know who that is. Coming out on crutches. Oh, oh man. And Dave cracking him with the How about the knee? Injury at the hands of the nasty boys. They're your new world tag team champions. Practice track and Kevin Sullivan. Meanwhile, loves it. Okay. I guess this was more than we thought it would be, wasn't it? I'll tell you what. Okay, I'm... Let's go back to replay. Look at this. Here you see... Dennis. I'm like 90% sure that that 
the guy that hit um, him with the guitar was Max Payne. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. that's who it is. Yeah, and that that be, he became Man Mountain Rock in in um in the WWF not long after. That. He just has a different look than what I'm used to. So that's he yeah. So re- so he was released here. Interestingly enough, he was released because of what happened during this feud. Interesting. So he did some stuff with the Nasty Boys and Street Fight, but. He, him, and him and the Nasties basically got into like you know a, a shoot fight at one point. Figures, which that doesn't working well, so stiff, dude. That that guitar shot was the worst one I've ever seen. That, that was clean, yeah. Why? Yeah, and it hit him in the back of the neck. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You can really. I forget who else. Some honky tonk man jacked up someone doing that one time, and I forget. But yeah, you can really well, screw someone up. Well, and everyone's you hear the stories that like it's not a worked guitar, like yeah, and so they hit him full full bore, and yeah, it it knocks him hard. Yeah, well, that was fun. Let's get into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath, dude. I I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought I mean that was just that was a lot of fun. I was worried because it's like, oh man, I even said it like, oh man, the nasty boys are getting like dominated here. And then immediately after that, it flipped. Like the match got brutal as hell. There was all kinds of stuff happening, like just absolute insanity, which was great. And so, yeah, that was, uh, hey, we're two for two on nasty boys matches now. I got, I got to keep up the streak. And so that was a pretty good one though. So um, with this one though, uh, kind of what happening after you had the nasty boys that actually go on a feud with a bunch of different teams. You had Harlem heat, the blue bloods, um, just all kinds of different stuff. They actually defeated the Harlem heat uh, at Slambury 1995, a year later to become three time WCW tag champs. Don't talk about their tag reign very often, but uh, good for them on that one. And so, so, um, of course, then after this, they actually went on to feud with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. They were offered uh, membership in the NWO, um, but then, of course, had the feud with Hall and Nash. Um, some kind of storyline stuff here of, uh, of who hit who with a chair, things like that. There was some behind the scenes, uh, I say, re- or behind the scenes, there were some receipts, if you will, of uh kind of what happened and what was going on and so yeah it just um between these guys i I don't think they genuinely liked each other i think sags and uh knobs worked a a much stiffer style i don't know if you're still got it on or not too it looked like sags is still i don't know if he's actually dealing with the guitar shot and that's his blood in the ring but he's still like kind of struggling to get up um and so, yeah, so, of course, after this, the the Hall Nash stuff, uh, they actually did file a lawsuit. Um, and so they ended up uh, leaving the company. It was a whole thing, like whether it works, shoot or whatever, like who knows. But, yeah, just kind of crazy. So um, fully on this one, um, it was actually he either had to choose and this, I, whether it's true or not, who knows. But like this, I, I enjoyed this line. It said fully had to choose between reattaching his ear or wrestling on this pay-per-view and winning the title. Tom, if you had to choose between reattaching your ear or winning a tag team title, uh, which which route are you choosing on this one? Have I ever won a tag team championship before? See, I hear you, man. Yeah, I know. 
it's time. So, um, of course, and so Foley actually uh, ended up leaving, uh, was frustrated uh, because he actually wanted to use that as part of the storyline um, in the ear, and uh, but Bischoff not wanting to do it. So fully realizing that, you know, just didn't renew his contract at this point is actually his last match was actually uh, that cactus Max Payne match against the nasty boys, that Chicago street fight, which we've covered before. And so, um, yeah, just kind of crazy. And so with, uh, Dave Sullivan out, Kevin Sullivan, of course, uh, having the titles. Uh, it was actually, they ended up having a match. Uh, loser leaves WCW at Fall Brawl. You had a really weird storyline here of Dave coming back dressed up as Hulk Hogan. You had Brutus the Barber or the Butcher, if you will, getting involved as well, too. Um, there was also, as he was, it got a lot of name switches here. You got to keep track of these things. Avalanche, Earthquake, John Tenta as well, too. You had the Three Faces of Fear uh, as well, too. They were they actually feuded, and so it was the Sullivans and Earthquake, Avalanche, John Tenta, feuding with uh, Hogan, Savage, and Sting. Um, yeah, just, and then you had, uh, earthquake avalanche turning, like it just a lot of crazy stuff here. Like, you know, just a, a lot of weird storyline stuff, but also for the time it was fairly normal. So, um, and this one though, getting into this a little bit here. So cactus was 27. And for PWI, Kevin Sullivan, 58, Jerry Sags, 52, Brian Knobs, 66. Um, the torch on this one, so it was actually a lot written on this one. There was disagreement on which match, if any, deserved the honors of being deemed worst on the card, but there was no debate among poll respondents of which was the best. Cactus and Kevin Sullivan capturing the titles from the Nasty Boys. Uh, Kevin Sullivan uh, and Jack defeated Nasty Boys when Jack pinned Sags at 941. Uh, this was nonstop action that benefited from the wrestlers staying close to each other while paired off in comparison to their spring stampede brawl. There was no split screen this time, which production wise helped the match weapons used. I appreciate this. They gave us the full list of weapons used on this one table uh, broken. When Jack flew off the runway and landed on it, fire extinguisher rammed into Jack sprayed at sags lighting stand rammed into Jack's back garbage can used by all a <laughs> garbage can lid used as a symbol on Jack's head electric cord used by Sullivan to choke knobs. I didn't even see that. There was so much happening here. A chair used by everyone, a cup of beer rammed into knobs face by Sullivan pieces of the broken table, a hockey stick, uh, and that's it. There you go. It also lists the wrestling moves here as well, too. But it, I appreciate that list isn't as long as the weapons used. So um, great, energetic, inventive, uh, sensible sort of brawl that told the story, except for the guitar shot and perhaps Jack's table bump to the floor. No one risked their lives. Four and a half stars from the Ooh. torch on this one. Um the observer on this one, of course, best match of the night as well, too. On this, uh, Jack replacing Evad looked like it looked to make the difference between a horrible match and a memorable match. Um, after the match, Max Payne came out and destroyed Sags with a tar over the head, and Sullivan cracked his crutches on Knob's head. Amazingly, no serious injuries resulting from this match. Also, four and a half stars. So, Tom, what are you thinking? I mean, you can't you can't throw this thing like a eight, nine, or ten because you know it's 
right it, it's, it's what it is yeah match in the grand scheme of things i am gonna give it a seven and a half like i really really liked it um again you can't put it in that any tier above that in my mind but yeah. i don't know man that was fun I, the only i mean the only thing that like kind of sucked about it was that the camera work and the production was horrible yeah that, and and like, that wasn't okay. their fault yep and and like ecw's production sucked too but like you always saw what happened because you know it was like a well-lit building like there they just you know they, they like lit up the ring and it was dark that's actually one of the things eric bischoff got rid of pretty early was you know he's like well it was just so dark everywhere versus like the wwf events um were just so well lit like you yeah. know you go, go watch a 1994 survivor series 1994 royal rumble and you're like wow you know wrestlemania i think it would have been 10 like it's just well lit like so yeah. it was just they, they did a horrible job of production uh at this point yeah, I'm with you. I'm at a seven on this one. I'm I'm right there with you. I feel like it was. I'm glad we covered it. It's it, it will not go down in history as you know one of the greats or anything like that. But I wouldn't expect that either. But at the same time, it was a. Uh, I expected actually to be more brutal than it was, just because what we've seen before. And I thought this was restrained in a good way because it wasn't over the top. Because you and I have watched some of these matches and we're like. Okay, this doesn't hold up. Like even you and I are kind of cringing through some of it. But this one I was not. Like while it was, you know, stiff and there were weapons and it was rough, um it wasn't anything that would, you know, even you wouldn't necessarily I mean, we've seen worse on TV nowadays. So, um I have no problem with kind of that, you know, overall, but yeah, I thought, oh, you know, 7 perfectly good. I thought it was just a good. It was a fun match. I'm glad we covered that one. So, um it makes me want to wear a nasty boy shirt to a wrestling event. I bet you you would get some decent pops. Like, you know, why why wouldn't you? So, um, hey, you just never know. This is, in retrospect, it's funny. I, I think I told you this a long time ago. I tell, I tell our listeners that uh, a few years ago, my brother and I, we spent the better part of a year, like, picking draft picks and doing pick them on all the WWE pay-per-views. And uh, it literally boiled down. I forget exactly. It was WrestleMania, actually. It boiled down to, it was Corbin and Finn Balor. And that was the one match that was going to determine uh, what was going to happen. And of course, the demon came out and beat Corbin. And so I ended up winning this year long kind of back and forth with my brother. But the loser had to wear a shirt of the winner's choice to the next pay-per-view show or next show that they went to. And so my brother uh, had to wear his Roman Reigns shirt. But luckily, he made the best of it and saw uh, another guy with a Roman Reigns shirt on as well, too. So they bonded and took a picture together because uh, and my brother was proud of it. Shout out to him for uh, wearing in the shirt uh and not uh you know going back on the bid but yeah that uh hey i, when I wonder cool, back when it wasn't cool to be a roman reigns mark that's exactly right that's why that's why it's important is because it was when it was not a cool thing so um let's see here and there's some nasty boy shirts out there for uh 25 bucks yeah i saw some on ebay pro wrestling tees has them oh really okay Shout out, yeah, for them. So there you go. So uh, one of our, our actual pro, uh, sponsors on the show here, though, of course, don't forget um, Manscaped using that code PAYOFF, getting 20% off. I just myself got uh, – it's actually getting delivered today. I hadn't even updated you, Tom. Uh, the new Weed Whacker 2.0 news hair, or nose hair trimmer. And so I've got that uh, coming to my mailbox later today. So I'm excited about that and checking that out. Um, as well, too, don't forget True Classic Tees using our promo code there, PAYOFF25. So at Manscaped, you're getting – 
uh, 20% off free shipping, everything in the store. You're only getting 10% off if you're not using our code, if you sign up for their emails. And so use our code, getting that payoff and 20% off and free shipping. And at True Classic Tees, I was just kind of browsing through their kind of summer wear as well too, kind of seeing what they had, some new stuff. Uh, using our code there, payoff 25 is getting you 25% off your entire order. So make sure you're using those promo codes anytime you're shopping. Like I said, this is the season for it. Weather's changing a little bit here. Time to up your game a little bit, change your game, get in, uh, you know, do those things. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got today. Good stuff. Short, short episode, but good one. Real good. I like, I like these 10 minute matches, man. Like they're just, uh, they're, yep. they're fun. They just, there, there was not a, not a dull moment in that one. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. So cool. All right. Well, we'll see you next week on an all new episode of the panel.